All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. Nobody's come up with a cool Wednesday theme. Maybe you guys, we can think of a, a cool Wednesday name for my, my day. I do the show every Wednesday. In studio with me, I've got a couple of uh, Viterbo University nerds, is what I like to call them. Dr. Ryan Anderson and Dr. Eric Weinberg. Uh, Ryan is a criminal justice and sociology guru. <laughs> And uh, Weinberg, Eric is a history and computer nerd. Nerd, that's totally nerd. <laughs> that sounds. Um, <laughs> theme today, we're doing themes. Theme today is going to be on Lacrosse's downtown cameras, so CCTV, which is called uh, closed circuit television. Closed circuit television. Okay, and whether or not the Lacrosse downtown cameras deter crime, and we'll get to that. We'll get into all those uh, later today. After the first segment of news, but um, if you guys want to call in, and I like to start the show with a kind of a goofy theme, but if you guys want to call in and get in on this, 608-785-7914, the, the, uh, this hour is brought to you by Lacrosse Habitat for Humanity Restore. Um, I have two themes, and you guys, we obviously we were talking about this before, but the first is, and I saw this meme yesterday and I thought, like, the lacrosse, the lacrosse has, like, three branches of libraries. And I think there's, you know, obviously there's libraries all over the place. But they don't, I don't think they get utilized enough. So what if we made the library more like a – increased its hour so people can go in at all times. Like, so you can go in at – like, what's, what's better than if you're in zombie mode going to the library at midnight? And while you're there, maybe you can get a coffee or have a drink or maybe there should be a little – what is it? A bistro or a bar or something in there? That what do you guys think? Is it a terrible idea to to open up public libraries? So not just bookstores, but public libraries to you know where you can make them up like a mini bar or, or open a section of them. Oh, I I agree. I think they should follow the Barnes and Noble kind of model. Yeah, I I mean I I, I do think that there's in a typical academic fashion. You know, I think about uh, since the 1970s. We tend to be more private. Most people stay at home, and we have these pod, these libraries that have, at least for me and my kids, you know, without them, I mean, I, I would be lost without finding them the books they need and the stuff they get. They love them. And so I think the more you can do to bring people into that and, and get people to actually hang out together So bring in kids into the library where people are drinking. That's what we're, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, at least a wine bar. Right? <laughs> but, like, maybe, like, a different section, like the third floor of the library, the second floor of the library off in the corner. There's a little a little bar there, just so people can you know it doesn't have to be a loud bar. I could imagine if it turned into a loud bar, people would be like the whole time the library would be like shh shh everybody quiet. I could just you know like the, your your atypical uh, librarian. Oh yeah, the blenders flying. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're in an age where like even Barnes and Nobles and the private bookstores are having trouble with you know so there's very little place. For people to exist outside their homes, malls are disappearing, all this sort of thing. So, yeah, when you say the Barnes & Noble uh, you know, diagram, I'm like, oh, well, that's failing. So we got to steer away from that because I feel like all the bookstores are failing, right? Like Amazon's mm -hmm. killing them all. Mm -hmm. um, we've got our first caller. So if you guys want, you got headphones there? Yep. Don't spill your drinks. Yeah. We're drinking in here. No, I'm just kidding. We're drinking water. Um, <laughs> all right. Caller, who's this? Hello. Larry. Hey, Larry, what do you want to talk about? Are oh, you talking about this library thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a great idea if you got insomnia. It's a crappy idea if you got to work that shift. 
Well, yeah, for the librarian you're talking about? Yeah, for the worker who has to do the bistro or, or I don't know, Starbucks. If you got insomnia, do you want to start down in a, a Starbucks coffee? <laughs> if you got insomnia, you already can't sleep. No, that's when you have a drink. That's when you go and have a regular oh, drink. <laughs> so you want to give him a shot of whiskey. Then. And and we're creating <laughs> jobs, I think. We're creating extra jobs at night for people that, you know, like working second shift. Third yeah, job. absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not the restaurant industry already is having problems finding people for regular hours. Mm. All right. Thanks a lot, Larry, for the call. Larry, not down on the idea. I thought it was a great idea. Um, the other the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and we'll just – oh, we got a text, too. We'll, we'll see what uh, – Bill texts in, are you nuts? Lawns are not safe after bar time. <laughs> so Lawns are – that's why you go to the library. I don't know, Bill. The other thing I want to talk about, um, another thing I saw was – I listened to the NBA commissioner talking about players on buses, and maybe you can relate to these when you when your kids are in sports and they go to games. Um, back when I was in sports, we well on the way to the games, the football coach made us talk, no talking, and think about the game, which was just completely silly because the, the tough guy mentality has kind of gone away. But nowadays, kids are on their phones the whole time while they're going to games or stuff. And the NBA commissioner talked about how players in the NBA are depressed now because they put their headphones on. They're staring at their phones the whole time. They're not communicating with their teams. And that's one dynamic that maybe, uh, you know, like depletes the social, you know, norms of society. But in another way, I feel like phones are adding to the social construct because we're talking to people more than ever on Snapchat and Instagram message and Instagram posts and Facebook and messenger. Uh, what do you guys think? Are phones helping or hurting the cause for, for social you know, interaction. Well, absolutely. It's shedding light on a lot of these social justice issues that many of us would never have heard about before, you know, Snapchat or like Instagram or anything like that. But it is interesting when I walk into a classroom and I see the entire classroom sitting there quiet and they're all on their phones, but they're, they're snapping each other or Instagramming each other, but they're sitting right next to each other, but they're not talking. Okay. So it's this weird alternate kind of uh, communication that. What do you do when class starts? Is there a, like there, I imagine, I don't even know. I was writing in a notebook in college, so I don't even, I didn't have a laptop. So our kids, they're on their laptops, right? Taking notes, quote unquote, right? But they're on the internet. Yeah, most, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, and there, I think there still are people who just take a no laptop rule that in a class. I, I don't follow that practice, but, um, um, you know, when I was um, teaching in lecture halls with hundreds of people and you could go in the back of the room, you could understand that laptops were not only used for notes, but me, myself, I use it for notes as well. So I don't, I tend not to go that way. Do you but see kids, do you, uh, not kids, but do you see students distracted because of their phone or their laptop? And do you care because they're paying for this stuff? Oh yeah, and, absolutely. You know, it's yeah. their grade. Like, I don't know what, well, like, what do you do? Have you ever stopped class and be like, dude, like put your phone away, like pay attention. Usually I'm pretty liberal about that kind of stuff, but I do see that where I'm like, okay, you know, put the laptop down. Like, you're really not paying attention. You even see, like, distracting, like, if their phone's going off or alarms are going off or something like that. But you guys both have kids, so outside of the classroom, and your kids might be too young to have a phone, but do you see maybe, even when you're just out on Mm -hmm. campus, I I feel like kids are talking more more now than ever, but not in the same, you know, in the norms. I guess literally, like me and you, we, we're we're like literally face to face talking. Right. That, I mean, there there is some social interaction that happens through a phone, but there's also when people are glued to screen time. There is studies that do show it has a negative effect on mental health. So I think, like anything, it can be overdone and overused. 
Um, and so I think there's, there's just like everything else in life, there's a balance to it. And, you know, there's some people that um, just shrug the world and just hide in there, um, you know, wherever they are. And just their only interactions are, are through electronics, which I don't think that is healthy. And I think people know that. But I think that all, at the other time, it can be used for great things. I mean, families who on Facebook who live across the you know, ocean from each other can share instant photos of what their kids are doing. I mean, that's that's great. Um, and so you have some of the positives, too, with that. And, you know, I think on the negative side is the way in which I think I mentioned to you earlier, we have um, sort of where everyone who belongs or believes in a certain thing can find each other online. So people who don't have like beliefs tend not to talk to each other anymore. So if I'm on one political spectrum, I can find a forum that espouses those particular beliefs and then on that forum i will never know that there's another belief and then when somebody does have a different belief um it seems radical to me and strange because i have no interactions with people who and then not just politics but just in general that's my favorite thing is going on uh I'll just a Breitbart Facebook page and just reading the comments and just being, wow, you guys really just don't think like I do, but um, we're not going to yeah. get into that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe next week or something. Um, when we come back, we're going to do a quick break for news. And when we come back, we're actually going to talk about lacrosse's CCTV and whether or not those downtown cameras deter crime. All right. We're back here on lacrosse talk PM. I got guests from Viterbo in tonight. We're talking about we're going to talk about the downtown cameras in Lacrosse called CCTV, which sounds like you know a television show or something. Um, Ryan Anderson, Eric Weinberg, in, in here with me, both doctors. I like to like pimp that out a little bit. Do you guys not? Do you guys not like uh, like saying that? Do you do you go around public? Hey, I'm Doctor Anderson. I never do that. I do you, you do that? Don't you? <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny, like it's on it's on my syllabus. That's about all I use. I don't feel any smarter. <laughs> I mean your nickname, we all play basketball together too. Your nickname should be like the doctor, you know, like a doctor Dr. R or Dr. E. Um all right, so the so the question I posed was uh do lacrosse's downtown cameras deter crime? And do either of you have a hard answer for me? Uh, I, well, I, I think we don't. Um, a lot of the okay, way. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> Next question. Um, no. <laughs> um, a lot of way when you do this kind of research, you do. We we wanted to prove that they did, or maybe we wanted to study whether that happens. Um, and we're falling into research that's been going on through the internationally and nationally, London, Chicago, where the camera network is much more intense. Um, and to see, um, as as the data is very scattered and and very different, to see if we can detect it. Um, um, whether or not and our our goal was to look at whether or not the existence of them actually decurs crime both in the area and the regions around it, um, and we have not been able to find a noticeable effect. And there's a longer history to um, some well, other research studies we can look at, but we have not been able to find that. Um, the caveat is is that doesn't mean the cameras aren't effective. Well, let's get into this. So, how long have the cameras been there? The cameras have been in there uh, since they're installed late 2015, and they've been active since uh, 2016. Okay, and how many? Ca- and then just down, do we have a, like a what's downtown? Do we know? Is there a hard? Yeah, basically, um, they have cameras installed. The geographic radius would be from Second Street up to about approximately Fifth, and then from State Street down to J Street. Okay, and how many cameras are there? 32 total. Okay, and, and there's and there's some scattered like in there's I believe there's one or two in Riverside Park as well. Yeah, there are because yeah. I remember seeing um, it, when they talked about the guy out on the ice mm. on the Mississippi a couple well a month ago or so, 
and there was a you know like a 20 minute video of this guy just kind of hanging out on, on the Mississippi River. I actually never saw the guy, but apparently he was on one of the cameras. Um, are the cameras uh, quality wise? I, I remember seeing a couple of videos, and I feel like they're always at 2 a.m. at bar time. And there's a fight, and you're trying to... Are the cameras quality-wise, are they are they any good? Like, what, are, Have they been upgraded since they've been installed? Any any of that stuff? Do we know that? The images that we were provided, they look pretty sharp. Yeah, I, 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 you know, the, the police department would know, know this definitely better than us. But, yeah, I think part of the issue is is they're taking a pretty broad pan, panorama of a broad street. and But the thing that might happen might be on the corner of that street. And then the ability to zoom in on that might give you um, image resolution loss at that point because they're looking down streets and something could happen to it's covering on here, you know, maybe a, a full block and a half on some of these cameras. And so yeah. if something happens a block and a half away, um, that may cause image resolution. And I'm sure they would say they want, if they could have more cameras in that location, they could then cover both um, this half of the block and that half of the block and be able to capture better resolution. But uh um, I think they're good resolution, but every year that, you know, more re- better resolution cameras come out just with our phones. So I, I imagine one of you guys talked to me about, uh, you know, they had a criminal and he was wearing a white shirt. Are the cameras in color? Yes, or, they are in color. OK, because yeah. I, I feel like they're the, the night. The night mode is probably black and white. Right. Like this, it changes when it goes to, to nighttime or not. I, I just feel like every time I've seen a camera. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm can... maybe I'm looking at a bar camera too, like a bar's security camera. I don't think you uh, I don't think you could do night vision in full color. You'd have to have external lights using to focus <clears> the camera. So I think that probably would be the case. Yeah. But I I can't confirm that. Yeah, and we don't know too. Like if uh, the police got private CCTV camera from a private business or something That's like what that, I was that we were watching, where the yeah. quality might not be as nice. Yeah, maybe I was watching a downtown business camera versus you know the CCTV camera. Um, Okay, so when you guys went into the study, what was your, your that was that was the the theme? Are they are they stopping crime with just by installing cameras? Yeah, we started actually looking at Chicago, um, which has an immense network of uh, of cameras. I, I can't remember the number, but it's in the it's thousands beyond thousands. Yeah, I think tens of thousands. Um, and, and they integrate with private security network into a broad network and have a lot of homeland security money to look at this. Um, and some people have looked at the data trying to re- assess this, and there tends to be what happens internationally is um, the police department, when they study it um, with their study, they see one thing, but other people see other things. And we try to do it ourselves, and we found the data scattered and problematic and uh, difficult to understand, and it's all tied in with the ACLU, and they're, they're trying to promote studies and, and, and other people as well. Um, and that was really the origins of it, just not being able to see the data, seeing problems with it, and asking ourselves, um, is there a better way to kind of come to some of these uh, conclusions? And Is it like everything else in the world? One group is going to see the data one way and another group is going to see the data completely well, opposite, th- even even when we're looking at literal data? I think with this collection of uh, You got me data. saying data now. I say data. <laughs> So, data like Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> so, like this, this Chicago study looked at multiple studies called a meta-analysis, and we're finding out that they're using different collection methods, and so just, that's where the problem comes. Yeah. In. We, we can't really put it into one thing because everyone's doing it from coming yeah. from different angles. Yeah, the, 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 you know, information and data is, is is there, but how you analyze it can uh, dr- well not dramatically, but they, it, it can affect um, how you do it. And some of the groups that are studying it haven't uh, haven't actually released. Uh, 
the details of their studies. Um, and and it might, or, they're, or they're funded by a, a and they're and they're they're tremendously funded, and millions of dollars are going are flowing in. How many this. millions did Viterbo give you guys <laughs> for our study? We less do, than we one? do it out of our love for information and data. Now, do you make do you make your students go gather this data then too? No, like, no. Hey, you guys go. No. Do, no, this is your own thing. This yeah, isn't this is like our... a classroom deal. No, this I no, feel like you could, I, we have, were, you could have pawned this work off. <laughs> we, the, the police department actually worked with us on providing us their data because they, too, are interested in knowing effectiveness in the You're data. You're the that, students. Yeah, so the we are, are the students. You. And so um, that was our source, and that was one of the reasons that lacrosse was such an opportunity for us is because there was a clearly a clear install date that gives us, as far as data thing, and um, a police department that was interested in providing this data uh, as well. So both of those two things and the fact that we live here and, right. and we don't have to track down cameras in some random city. And it was nice too, cause we could track two years prior to the install date and two years after the install yeah. date and look at noticeable yeah. differences. Now, do crime. you have like, is there, are there any outlier and well, not outlier numbers, but what, what have the numbers shown you in lacrosse, not, you know, only in lacrosse. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that's interesting when we looked at the Chicago thing is the most, if, when you look at the data and this is, I hate to say this, but this is a correlation issue. Um, is when you see the neighborhoods with the most cameras and you want to say what is causing crime in, in this neighborhood, the, if the incidence of cameras is the number one causer of crime in, in Chicago. Now, this is, there's a reason for this. This is a correlation issue. It's not that the obviously cameras aren't, cameras ca- aren't, aren't causing, causing crime. Right. Cameras aren't causing crime, but what is happening um, most likely is that um, police on the beat are seeing crime and then they're installing cameras so that data Those is Those were troublesome neighborhoods, well, right? Exactly. Right, right. And so there is an increase in crime as a result of that. And so the data is showing you is very problematic, mainly because you don't know the methodology. But that's Chicago. Right. And so that's you why said you looked two years before lacrosse installed their cameras and you, you must have like X amount of crimes or... And yeah. then two years after, right? Because they've been installed. Well, they've been installed for well a little over two years. Now, Specifically, right? I can I can break down like what kind of crime that we're looking at. So we're looking at visible street crime. Um, we excluded crimes or activity like traffic stops, bad tra- bad checks, uh, any occupational or fraud, parking complaints, animal bites, uh, any kind of community policing activity or welfare check. So we excluded those. So we're looking at visible crimes, crimes that you can see on the camera. Such so, as. like an assault, okay, or a robbery, a strong armed robbery, or armed robbery, like or, a stolen car, or something. I don't yeah, know yeah, or trespassing, mm-hmm. or uh, vandalism, something like that. Something where, if you imagine you were going to do this and you saw a camera, you might say, "Oh, I'm not going to do this because I might get seen." That's the sort of deterrent. Exactly. Sure. Is there a, is there one? I don't know if you have numbers. Like, there's been 75 bar, you know, like street fights and. Or, you know, like, I don't know if it breaks down like that, or maybe you just have one overall yeah, well, number. What we, did, what we did is we broke down the downtown area to small areas, and then we looked at the crime rates in areas and then related that to how many cameras were in those areas. And we tried to ourselves assess, is, did areas with more cameras before and after this time period um, increase or decrease right. the amount of crime? And what we saw is we didn't see Chicago. Um, so we didn't see, for instance, um, an effect where crime was going up as a result of cameras, but we didn't see the fact that it was going down. It almost looked as if there was uh, no clear effect. Now, that doesn't mean there, there's a couple of reasons for this could be happening. That doesn't mean there was no uh, an effect, but we couldn't detect one. 
Um, um, we also looked around the camera within an 80-foot radius approximately and looked at that area versus the area outside that area to see if um, we used these two methodologies to see if there was a decrease, and we couldn't find anything that way, um, which really reflects the different type of studies that have been done internationally. One of our ways to kind of open up the area of study and trying to get more public access so we can sort of come to a consensus on what's happening and 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 in a more universal, less hidden way, because my, a lot of these studies are hidden. They don't tell you how they're right. doing There's it. There's a lot of politics and money involved yeah, in these right. kind of studies. And so we try to do it in a more neutral sense with clear uh, sort of methodologies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a break for news. Uh, when we come back, we're really, we're really going to try to talk about lacrosse and not Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back after this. All right, we're back on Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm in here with a couple of Viterbo guys talking about the downtown cameras, Ryan Anderson and Eric Weinberg. Um, and now I'm really going to force force your hand here and talking about <laughs> lacrosse's downtown cameras as opposed to international downtown down, international cameras and and uh, <laughs> Chicago cameras. Um, now, when you guys do this study, you're looking at two years before the cameras were installed in 2016, and two years after, and the, the, like you have a broad conclusion, right? Do you, do you guys want to do, do you have is there is there a such thing when you do this? Um. Well, yeah, I, I, I would say we, we haven't seen any notable effect um, of deterring crime by the location of cameras. In certain areas um, where there is a cluster of cameras, we've seen crime go up. In other areas, it's going down, and um, it, do, it hasn't shown that there is a strong effect. Now, there is some possible reasons that an effect could be happening, and we're not catching it. Um, it has to do with the nature and the way they are put in there. Um, as I, I'm not going to. Chicago. Um, <laughs> I know. Bottom down. No, I'm just um, um, if, if, for example, the police are putting them in potentially high crime areas, they could be not increasing because they are putting them in areas that would have gone up in those areas, and we're not detecting that. It'd be pretty hard to say that's the case, but we are still trying to see if we can't nail down some of the um, reasons that maybe we could find something, but we. We um, measured it in two different ways, looking around the cameras to see if there was any effect between that and the areas sort of further away from the view of the cameras. And then we looked um, at it in sort of on a block. Did one block with the camera look better than the other? Um, and then we tried to, what we'd say, control for some other variables, which means uh, um, did there was there an increase in, uh, you know, for example, vacant housing or something along those lines that could have been also causing it. So all the sort of stuff we did, we couldn't find uh, any notable um, effect. But not, not, like in Chicago, we didn't see a negative effect either. You're so not, you're not doing like shooting percentage on on the crimes either, though, are you? Because you know there's X amount of crimes that happen. And it's generally stayed the same in the two years before the cameras and the two years after. But like the percentage of what they see on camera versus convictions right is is did, did you even get into that right and you do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah the, we didn't look at that and there's there's a whole other justification for the cameras that we didn't look at and, and the police department will tell you that they are tremendously helpful in, in that. right yeah <clears throat> basically there's no denying that they're huge in solving crimes after the fact in terms of like um um you know for victims and police you know they they the police has cited a number of examples like they can follow suspects walking into stores or restaurants and and they know the ex- uh, exact time and when they uh, 
and what specific stores that they walked into. And that way they can pull identifying uh, information such as like receipts or orders of checks and stuff like that. If they're passing bad checks or something like that. And uh, huge in reviewing car accidents and stuff like that. Um, you know, again, to see like, you know, uh, you know, make and model of cars and time of the, you know. Because the cameras are good enough to get license plates, right? Like it's yes. pretty easy to get a license plate off those cameras. That Absolutely. Would make, that wouldn't make any sense if the cameras weren't good enough to do that at least, right? Yeah. No, they're good at and that. They, and they can screen out for particular things they're interested in. They exactly. have some software on there that allows them to sort of, if they're looking for somebody, I believe he's a yeah, French, filter, red yeah, shirt. Be able to, yeah, be able to they filter can, out. Like, so, okay, if someone calls in and says, hey, my store got robbed, he was wearing a red shirt, they can go through these CCTV cameras and, and during this particular time, type in red shirt, and it'll show up all the people in the red shirt or oh, something. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and now, it, when you guys did this study, I don't think you were trying to go one way or the other. Was the general idea to come to a conclusion cameras are ineffective or effective? Mm-hmm. Because, no. Because you weren't – because you're not – I mean, like I said, the shooting percentage of, you know, crimes committed versus crimes, you know, convicted, I guess, as you didn't look at that, so I mean, in our, that our basic premise was to see if these cameras were like a social control mechanism. Do they alter people's behavior, knowing that they're being video, you know, video recorded? Okay. So we're looking at this. It's called the panopticon effect. Basically, um, uh, philosopher Jeremy Bentham he he thought of this idea of like if you're being surveilled, that your behavior will change, and they use that for like. Um, prisons and stuff like that if you're being watched that'll alter your behavior and we were kind of looking at the same kind of effect is this altering people's behavior does it does it come to does it work in prisons is it working somewhere else like (laughs) hey i know because and what i'm thinking is in look down on the cross i'm not sure that people know they're on camera they might but you know that you even you have a picture of the camera itself i mean if you looked at it and you really looked at it you'd be like oh i'm on camera but i don't think the sign that says you're on camera essentially is all that obvious downtown like you probably right. or do we live in a day and age where we should always just be, assume yeah assume that, i camera. mean that's one thing that we were discussing too like maybe like if the signage was more prominent <clears throat> so that the uh, uh someone entering into a surveilled area knew they were being surveilled by by police authorities, yeah, more out front, yeah, and that's a possible conclusion too. Is is that it's not that uh, people don't care about cameras; is that nobody knows they're there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the signage is high, um, um, but yeah, and so it may not. It may be that the panopticon effect exists. It's just that uh, we need a bigger panopticon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bigger towers, more threatening uh, signage, right? Something. Well, is that it. the point too? Do we want the criminals? Or people who are, you know, like if you're drunk at a bar and get in a fight, you're not going to be like, oh, better not get in this fight. There's a camera. But do we need is, – is the point of the cameras to let everyone know you're on camera or is the point of the camera to be sneaky about it and get you because you – Well, you talked you about camera. that bar fight. Um, there's been, <clears throat> there's been uh, studies that show like police officers who wear body cameras that – they're assaulted less, and there's less assaults in general on, you know, on them as well. You know what I mean? Like there's because they know that the police officer is being recorded and the and the uh, suspects being recorded, so assaults go down on that kind of. The stuff. suspects know that the police have body cams. Is that if they you know if they see them? But this studies have just... shown they've shown that police police departments that have body cameras assaults on officers go down. They should have like a picket sign that says well, I've they, got yeah, a body they, cam on. Yeah, maybe say, yeah, nobody be maybe a crime. vest or something. Yeah. They have better signage. Clearly. Yeah, better signage. Right. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if if it was more obvious that police had cameras on themselves on. If they, you know, does it deter 
mm-hmm. police's activity themselves, you know, not just crime, but like that's, how an officer interacts with, you know, society, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a, an a, argument a as well. Reverse panoptic on the Yeah, exactly. Giving you guys all kinds of new studies that right, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll study all those involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and in some areas, the, the the studies you can see some some places claim seventeen percent decrease in crime. Others claim no. It's very, it's you know, and so I think there's still work to be done to say whether or not we're having an effect, even if we haven't seen anything, um, and uh, that is noticeable or that we can find. Um, you know, and our goal is to gather more data and uh, to to see to see if we can't find find something. Um, it's always the goal to search and see if there's something else. Yeah. Uh, we got a caller here. Caller, who's this? Your favorite caller. Eric? <laughs> it's Justin. <laughs> um, so, you know you know how the parking ramps, the city spent uh, thousands of dollars on those awesome outdoor um, displays? The, Maybe the they just need displays. to buy yeah. a couple more of those and install them right underneath the cameras with a live feed. And then the uh, Panacon uh whole idea would totally be in effect because everybody walking downtown would see these you know 50 inch screens and they'd look and they'd be like wait that's me walking along the sidewalk right now and then everyone would for surely know that there are cameras there and they're being recorded i think some businesses do that right when you're walking down i feel like you walk by a business you see oh i'm on camera when i go in here oh right when you enter like the lobby area or something yeah or even when you're walking outside you can see like oh look at that huh? and you stop and you know it's a deterrent effect yeah right that's the idea letting you know right that all you got justin that's all i got all right it's it's, uh late in the hour (laughs) all right thanks (laughs) good show thanks justin um yeah and that's the question right like do police want you to know that they're you're on camera or do they want you to or do they want to get you for, well, for I would hope they would want to be proactive and let you know that you're being recorded there yeah, therefore they, altering your behavior yeah, not the, to commit the, these crimes some people who have looked at uh, this stuff is also there's a point of you know wh- whether or not the cameras do Deterring crime or just making it happen fifty feet away from the camera, mm-hmm. right? So some pe- crime displacement. Displacement essentially is that I'm not going to um, do this crime on the block. I'm going to go one block down where there isn't a camera and do right. that. And very few studies looked at that. Um, we did um, um, in order to try to address those holes in other studies, and we still didn't see any effect from that. Um, we're still early, but we didn't. We even addressing displacement. Um, we couldn't uh, detect anything. Yeah. All right, we got another caller. Who's this? It's Eric. Hey, Eric. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I was wondering that all the I heard you talking about all the millions of federal dollars going into these studies and stuff, and I was kind of thinking this is tr- kind of turning into another industry with a lot of a lobbyists for it. And how much do you guys get if you did it all? Thanks a lot. Yeah, how many? Like we discussed this already. You guys are getting millions of dollars from Eric Holder and and uh, no, but no, are the studies biased? I guess is the, yeah. the general question. I mean, that was our concern as well. Um, we've seen we've seen so many studies that are seem to be biased based off of who's doing it. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I wish we had millions of dollars to invest in this, but we we, we didn't. We are uh, um, we're doing this at our own curiosity, I guess you could call it. I don't know what we call it, but. Uh, um, your your concerns are mine, right? Is is it, when there's all this money getting poured in poured into a lot of these cameras and um, you know federal dollars coming into these uh, this um, you, it's hard to trust a lot of the studies. So we wanted to come up with a way to study it and open up the methodologies. It's a way in which that everybody could be steady studied on an equal playing field. I mean, we're not there yet, but. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. All right, we're back here on Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. We're talking about the lacrosse, the downtown lacrosse cameras, and whether or not they... Well, now Eric just corrected me. Not that the de- 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 is it? Are we still doing deter crime? Is that the deal? Yep, yep. No, no, that's still there. Um, and I guess the the other thing we wanted to get into a little bit is, you know, if they're not effective, you know, that's one thing. But are they are they getting into, you know, is there a privacy issue with having these cameras everywhere? Because if they sh- if they're shown to, ha- to be effective, then we should have them all over the place, right? Like, hey, if they if they are actually stopping crime, and if they are you know, even if they're not stopping crime, like you said, the numbers haven't swayed one way or the other since they've been installed since before they installed. But the crime conviction rate has been up. Should we be installing cameras everywhere else? Do you guys think I mean, is there a conclusion to draw there from from your study or? Well, this turns into like a cla- classical uh, liberty versus uh, security kind of like do we want a police state or do we want a free free society? kind of? <clears throat> yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a question we we grapple with, um, and uh, on a whole level with multiple time, kinds of technology. Is what are we willing to give up for security? And you know, increasingly as a society, we give up more and more every year um, in hopes that security um, will be the the other side of it. Whether we're online, whether we're shot, you know, this um, it's kind of the the creeping truth and. Um, I don't know if I know where that line is drawn, but, um, you know, there's definitely people who uh, think we've gone way too far and um, some people that are quite satisfied with um, the idea that there may be um, a possibility of some increased security and that's good enough for them. So, yeah, I don't know. When when they were installing these cameras, I had I didn't really have a problem with it. I'm like, man, if you're doing something wrong downtown, then these cameras should catch you doing it. And I don't plan on going downtown to do anything wrong. And then I'm like, well, am I getting a ticket for blowing through a red light? Because whatever. Right, exactly. Maybe because I was on my phone texting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then... Also, along with the the cameras that are set up downtown, now no, if people people like to fight about that, right? Like they don't want to be known that they're on camera. But then, do they fight about like police having body cams? Mm-hmm. You know, is is that is that a whole different? Like, I, I wonder what the general feeling is with hey, because I, th- I think a lot of people would rather have police have body cams so we know what the police are doing, but they don't want. Cameras I, out in society because they don't want to know what we're doing. Well, I think doing. the police like it, too, for, like, in terms of, like, liability uh-huh. issues. Like, I did the right thing. Here's the footage to show it kind of thing, you know. So mm-hmm. there's not, you know, all these allegations and out there. Um, do the police like downtown cameras? Have you talked to them about it? Just in general, do they like having the cameras downtown? Yeah, again, like, um, we talked to, uh, you know, a sergeant who uh, helped us with this kind of stuff. But, yeah, they're talking about <clears throat> they rely on the camera system for, you know, following up on complaints they receive from businesses. And they talk about, like, how, you know, na- patrol officers and neighborhood resource officers, they use these cameras to positively ID suspects and, you know, make contact with them to talk about you know, what's going on here and kind of figure some, you know, solve these crimes. So there's no, there's no denying those mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. And I think one, one thing that's interesting that as of late with some of this technology has come up is increasingly um, police departments are not using people staring at the cameras, right? Which is one of the issues is you have to have a lot of people staring at cameras um, in order to make these things effective, but they're increasing. They got their dogs. They train their dogs to do it. <laughs> yes. Very, very smart dogs. Those canines are awesome. Um, yeah, um, I thought it was the most interesting thing was like you. Hey, we got to find a guy in a red shirt. 
bang, you just type it in. And mm-hmm. But who's watching the cameras then? I interrupted you. Yeah, well, I think in that case, they're, they're still scrolling through it, but they can highlight it and make that the, the human task much quicker. But the technology is such as now they're with, with facial recognition and such, they can let go of the software and maybe not even stare at the cameras, allow people to allow software to just right. monitor. And if there's somebody that pops up who's on a list, they can do that. But Just, just like Google Images, you take a pic- photo of someone, put it in the search engine, boom. Camera will find can they find it. faces? Like you said, shirts, but can they literally do faces? Some police departments do have facial recognition nice. technology that is pretty accurate, like the larger cities, like your favorite okay. Chicago and New York and stuff okay. like that. Um, so they don't have just like one. I just I picture Tom Cruise in there looking at all the cameras he's swiping away like Minority Report. And that's where we're wondering, like, is this is this what it's going to come down to? Some sort of like a pre-crime unit or something like that. In major cities, they have entire institute, like areas that just do that. All right, that's all we get. That's all the time we got for today, guys. Uh, Ryan Anderson and Eric Weinberg, thanks a lot for joining me today. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for having us. I don't have a sign off. So how about peace out? <laughs>